0: Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern-day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not so known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello world, my next guest may just be the greatest of all time in managing B2B social media and impacting a business through engagement. Navigating 11 million followers across social media on any given day, she's certainly someone I aspire to be. She's recently been named as one of Semrush's top 100 content marketers of 2022, and for good reason. She's a blogger, a speaker, and lover of all things social media. Please join me in welcoming Lisa Marcy's Director of Global Social Media at Oracle to the show. Lisa, are you ready to get radically transparent with me? Yay! Hey, everybody. Super excited to be here. We're super excited to have you. You're one of my favorites in the industry. And I think you know the crowd is about to go wild and, and, and learn <laughs> why. Um, but just to get us started and kind of get us kind of heated and fired up, you have quite the background. So I was hoping to kick off with perhaps you giving us a Brief look, because I know it's 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 fascinating, but a brief look at your professional journey and how you actually found yourself
1: leading Global social at Oracle. Sure. So I got started in tech, actually, at Cisco. Um, it was a really, really fun time to be there, uh, about a million years ago now. Uh, started in uh, field theater marketing and then jumped into communities. And I just found such a passion in being able to interact with people. Um, I led user groups for a while in there, and it was so much fun. It was a natural transition for me to go from uh, you know user groups and communities into working into social media. And so I transitioned naturally at Cisco into that. And from there, jumped over to Marketo, where I really got to have some fun. Um, Marketo is one of the, actually one of my favorite places to work. We were able to, uh, they gave me the freedom to just kind of experiment with things. Did the first live stream I'd ever done on on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter. That was back in the day when tweet chats were kind of fun and new. Um, Just explored a lot of the different fun ways to, to interact with our communities on social media there. And then from uh, Marketo, jumped over to Oracle, where I've been uh, focusing a little bit more on, we were always, it's always B2B, but on in this side, it was a much broader audience. I had a lot of different, you um, industries that I was representing, different product lines. And so it was a really fun experience where I, I'm able to kind of look at how I can tell stories for lots of different products and a global brand such as Oracle and some of the fun relationships relationships that we have and how the technology underlines a lot of the successes of Fortune 500 companies.
0: No small feat. Um, and we're definitely going to get into <laughs> some of the the, the, the- the ideas and the topics that you shared on your journey. But when I think about your career, when I think about what you've shared, when I think of anyone on the front lines of social media, right? I always wonder if you sleep, but you know, for the fun of it, let's get (laughs) into it. it. (laughs) Nobody sleeps 24 seven, you know, social media doesn't sleep. So I'm super curious to know Lisa,
1: what on earth is keeping
0: you up at night professionally these days?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you, social is such an interesting place. Uh, The last couple of years have been unprecedented. And when I say that, I mean it. It has been one of the most interesting places and spaces to be working in, and we have had such a shift in the way that social is perceived in the marketplace. And so, for me, it's um, you know, I feel like we're consistently as a brand, uh, expected from the communities out there to think about and reflect, um, you know, some of the the uh, where we stand in advocacy, especially social advocacy, uh, out in uh, the world, and so it's been an interesting go. So we've we've gone from hey, we had COVID, and we had an immediate opportunity or or need for us to shift our messaging because it was such a solemn moment. Nothing like this has ever happened before, um, and to go from you know changing that messaging to rah 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 exclamation points emojis to, wow, we need to change how we're coming going to market. Um, you know, this is different. How can we survive? How can we help our customers survive? Things have been affected. What are we going to do and how can we address that with our technology? Um, to, you know, a lot of the social... Uh, things that were happening like Black Lives Matter, for example, right? I mean, these are amazing moments that are happening and people wanting companies to stand up and make a difference and are asking for companies to to participate and have a voice. So what do we say? How do we celebrate that? What do we do? Are we going to make changes within the org? How can we represent that? How can we tell people we're invested in this? we believe in what you're saying, yes, we support this. To, um, you know, now we've got uh, a lot of different things happening where we're, we're coming back from COVID. I need to think about messaging from a standpoint of, okay, we still have supply chain issues, but people are starting to open back up. How do we, we can shift now from our pictures of everyone with masks on to now they don't have <laughs> masks on. Um, we're going to go back to in-person events again. It's been three years. How do we do that? Right. Has the market shifted? Are people going to expect, um, you know, Uh, both digital and in person? How do we uh, cater to both of those expectations? Do I live stream half of it? Um, You know, just all of these things that have just come up that have been such a different and exciting time for social media, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, And a, a really fun way for us to really connect with the community and figure out What makes sense and how we navigate those issues. Um, One thing that's coming up for me literally today, Juneteenth, I, you know, what do I do? Right? This is a national holiday. I am, I, you know, I want to celebrate this. How do we do that as the business? How do we get out there and say, you know, we celebrate this. We are with you. We stand aligned. Like, here's what we're doing within the company um, for education and for celebration. And um, how do I represent that as a brand? Uh, You know, and what are the recommendations for us? So, um, and that's new. Right. I mean, it's, it just became a federal holiday. So, this is the first time I think that, you know, as channel managers, we're thinking about, um, you know, these are a lot of the first that have come just in the last two or three years. It's been a little crazy, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I laugh alongside
0: you because, as a fellow social media professional, everything you shared resonates so strongly within me i had goosebumps you know when you were describing changing the tone on social right something most of us for so long just we knew our brand tone and we went with it so you bring up such valid points it also leads me to think about right oracle is no small organization and you have no um small number of followers right 11 million followers very diverse as you mentioned followers Uh, very interesting segments, um, verticals, people of all kinds having their eyes on Oracle to lead the way, whether it's in digital transformation, technology, how do we do it on social media, right? How are you serving a diverse and massive audience on social that when you think about followers, right? we don't know exactly how they're segmented. So like in the marketing world, we're all about segmentation and hyper-personalization. But how do you hyper-personalize an experience for 11 million followers in a meaningful way on social?
1: Yeah, it's a tall order, not gonna lie. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't. And I always like to tell my team when I don't get it right, it's still okay because I'm learning. Um, And so I always feel like, you know, social, the only thing consistent is that it changes. We know that there's always going to be changes. Um, For right now, what I found works and what I have been banking on is personal and human. So one of the things, um, you know, when I first came to Oracle was we were very heavy heavy in acronyms. We expected everybody to understand those acronyms. Um, and I think this is very common in the tech world, right? Uh, we speak in a certain, I, I feel like every company I've ever gone to, it's like, it takes like a month or two for you to even understand what people are saying. I would sit in meetings and be like, I know I should know what OCI means or what, you know, this means but I don't, I don't know what ADB is, right? And so we have, a, 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 as marketers, I think we speak in that so frequently that we forget that our external audience may not. And so what I did was when I first came in, I just said, let's take a step back and let's think about our, from the outside in how people perceive us. And the first thing we could change was language and make that first person. So instead of referring to ourselves as Oracle in the third person, Oracle is so great because of, it's no, 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 no. Get rid of all of that third person crap. Nobody wants that. Be human. There is a human behind the Oracle you know handle. So how do we represent that? So we started with first person we, our um, us and then we we actually are and I have I, I will credit my <laughs> VP for this. he's Perfect. really great but he said Lisa, I want you to speak like you're in a backyard barbecue. You should be able to have a tone and anybody that you're talking to should be able to understand what were the, the um, message that we're conveying um, as if you were in a backyard barbecue and I that resonated with me okay. You know, at first I was like, "How on earth do I do that?" But the more I incorporated that in in my writing and the channel managers, and invited them to do that, the easier it became to say, "Okay, here's a great story. Here's let's pull out what's relevant about this story, and let's write to that in a very human way." And we found that that connects and transcends across all regions and all different languages because we're able to really speak human to human versus, and in a very authentic way versus, um, you know, really high uh, highly produced content, you know, uh, copywriting that's just like uh, um, A, B, C, D, right? Um, And so that's been one way we've done it. Also, we have a really cool creative brand team that we work with. Um, Being able to translate through imagery is so important. And I always tell them, a huge portion of my success is related to the content that they're delivering. Do we have videos that are beautiful and that tell a great story? Do we have images that reflect exactly what we're trying to say? Um, you know, uh, and when we were doing, as we were shifting some of our messaging through COVID, it was, you know, hey, here's how we can help you. We, we had developed an online, um, you know, database where we were tracking some of the COVID uh, numbers that were happening and we were able to show some some of the the images of people and how this was affecting, you know, the research that was going on. Are we able to tell that story in a really human way? And we found that wherever people reside, that resonates. And so that's one of the ways that we do it. I also have really great regional teams that I reach out to on a regular basis. um, And we connect, um, you know, and, and I just say, hey, here's, you know, from a top level down, here's some of the great stories we're telling as a company from a global perspective, You guys are the experts in your region. You tell me what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I really depend on them to be able to do that. I know that I'm not going to be an expert in Brazil and what's going to resonate, but what I can do is get the right you know, work with the teams that are there to say, you tell me what you need, and we'll get that for you to support them so that they can execute in, you know, their regions with what messaging works. Um, But again, higher level from a global perspective, because most of what I post goes out globally, we try to think about, you know, human, exciting, what's the value it is Does this matter? Like if I'm asking someone to give me three minutes of their time, why should they care? So answering that question of here's why you should care. I've got something really fun. I've got something that's educational. I have something that's neat that you could kind of, you know, here's the story behind how we're helping Red Bull Racing, you know, different kinds of fun, top of funnel content, but also addressing if they if they need education, here's where you can find that.
0: I love Does that. Does that make sense? It makes a lot <laughs> of sense. And, it makes a lot of sense and, and you know, it, there's no playbook on social, right? But I think everything you shared really resonates with everyone who is sitting, you know, at their keyboards, looking at their screens, wondering, right, what do I write on LinkedIn or Twitter or, you know, what kind of message do I send? I think that whole uh, thought of, of uh, how do I explain this at a backyard barbecue definitely uh, hit home for me.
1: So I, I want to ask, yay or nay, LinkedIn newsletters. Yay, absolutely. And I don't want to give away the, the cat out of the bag here because I'm still implementing. Um but I ask will ask you to say, go more, but we'll say yay. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. And I will just tell you guys that we are seeing such amazing traction from LinkedIn newsletters. They just gave us the capability, I don't know, not even two months ago for company pages to utilize them before it was only allowed with creators. Absolutely. Phenomenal subscriber rates. So let me get mine launched from the corporate. I'm going out next week. <laughs> um, but absolutely, you should look at into it. I've been launching them slowly from each for each of the LOBs. I've gone out with HCM, ERP, and cloud. There's a no right or wrong way to do it. We've been playing with different options. Um, you can syndicate in there. You can do a couple of roundups. There's so many fun ways to to um, play with it, but. Why would you not utilize LinkedIn as a platform to target and get your word out? It just, it it doesn't even make sense to me. And it sends email notifications. You get everybody, you know, their, your content into their inbox. This should be looked at as a net new audience that you're considering with any campaign that you're going out with, in my opinion.
0: I love that. Thanks for the radical transparency. Let's move on to the next word, right? Let's play a little word association. When someone says Oracle, what do you hope your audience associates with the brand?
1: Cloud! Cloud! Cloud. (laughs) We are here! Um, You know, I know typically... The first thing people think is database because that's what we're known for. And we do have, I mean, we are an amazing database company. It was what we were founded on. But we have made so many strides going into the cloud landscape, um, automated secure platforms, migrating your workloads, building new cloud native apps. This is where we're at. Um, We have a full uh, cloud application suite. Um, You know, definitely cloud is what I want people to think about with Oracle.
0: Oracle Cloud. All right. Next question for you. Um, because it's probably one of my favorite topics because it keeps me up at night, right? But I'll call it crisis management, um, right? And you, you you, definitely touched on this uh, earlier. Social media leaders today really need to be ready when, right? And I say when, not if, for a reason. As social crisis occurs, and there can be oh so many, right? 2020, <laughs> 2021, 2022, right? We can literally, as social media professionals, just probably need more hands to count the number of crises that have happened over the last few years. Um, and there's so many things, as you mentioned, that social teams couldn't have possibly prepared for. And I know you touched on this a little bit with the tone and the messaging, but How do you find balance in keeping the Oracle brand alive across social, but also averting crises or even handling them when they come up?
1: Great question. And we have a fearless leader uh, that is amazing. Uh, I actually report up into the comms team. So I am under PR, which is helpful when we have crises, (laughs) let me just tell you. Um, And so, you know, one of the things that I've learned, especially from Deborah, is that it's okay to wait for a minute. I think from a social media perspective, especially as a channel manager, Your first inclination is, get something out right now. We have to address this. We're hemorrhaging. But if you don't have a great thing to reply with necessarily, it might be okay to just not respond. And that's hard. That's extremely hard for me to do because I have the personality of, no, 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 we're not that, or no, 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 not this, um, and and I want to get out there and explain, um, but sometimes we need to take a step back and really assess the situation and determine if it really even matters, number one, because truly, if it's not true... <laughs> Um, which sometimes that's been the case, right? I'll have something that's reported and it's not necessarily true. And so um, it blows up and then we have to think about, Hey, do we need to go out there and justify ourselves if it's not even true? So that's the first question, right? Um, And what we found is typically if it's not true, it dies within a day um, because it's not even an accurate statement. Um, For other kinds of uh, crises, we can, you know, I had probably one of the most amazing experiences in my career when Ukraine was invaded. And we got a tweet from uh, the the prime minister. And then we also, I mean, basically calling us out saying, hey, um, uh, you know, stop doing business in Russia. That was something that needed to be replied to. And Safra was amazing and immediately got in touch with us and said, here's what I want you to reply. I got to reply to the the you know to the the this was the vice prime minister and then I had the president of Ukraine later um you know there was a message that went out directly from Oracle and and me hitting that copying and pasting it and hitting the reply um, on behalf of Oracle, I'm seriously goosebumps. It was the coolest experience of my career. To be able to say, we're with you. We're in your corner. We support you. Here's what we've done to support you. Um, that was probably one of the coolest experiences in my career and was something that had to be timely. Um, Freaking out, absolutely. Had, was on the phone with my VP and we're like, okay, triple check, is this okay? And I shouldn't share this probably, but it's the truth. As channel managers, you're like, can we just... you know, I check it again. Make sure we do, you know, this is a statement. Um, I mean, this is huge, you know, and um, and it's like we're on the Zoom. We're Joe, you know, just I want to make sure. And finally hitting the okay, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. You know, we're going out. Post. Um that is a feeling that only channel managers can, I think other channel managers can attest to. Um, and it's terrifying and, but also exhilarating at the same time. And I i was really proud to work for Oracle in that moment and to represent that, that voice and to be able to hit the Post Um, and so there is power. There is power in the written word and power in social media, and whether we want to acknowledge that or not, I feel like sometimes people think, "Oh, it's just social." But the the truth is, there is power to that, and um, and we need to take that very seriously as as the stewards of the voice of the brand. Right?
0: You just gave me chills. I don't even know if I'm (laughs) going to fall asleep. And I mean, literally. An experience right, like you mentioned it's it's once in a lifetime, um but right, to have the pressure of hitting posts. I'm glad I wasn't in your shoes, but I'm also <laughs> slightly jealous, right um so listen, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you when you talked about social right when you shared right social is so much more than what so many think it is. It's not just social media, and what I'm curious to ask such a guru when it comes to social. You've been in the space for so long. In your opinion, what's one thing that you wish perhaps an executive team or stakeholder team knew outside of the marketing department um, about social media that in your experience, you feel they're they're just lacking
1: knowledge about perhaps? I think, The argument that I make the most is that socialists should never be an afterthought. We should always be at the beginning and the forefront of any planning that teams are doing Um, because the way that we go to market has changed. It's no longer just email, it's no longer just a web page it's all encompassing multi-digital channels, right? And so social media should be just as important in that planning stage as, um, you know, the messaging that you're developing for an email that's going to go out to 300,000 people or a million people. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I would argue it's more important because I'm hitting more people than any newsletter is. 11 million. Um, Yeah. And so so when (laughs) you're thinking about, you know, how people are going to perceive the brand, how they see it, um, the look, the feel, the tone, the tenor, um, social media is it. We are interacting with your, we are the most visible aspect of your brand that you have. Um, and so it should be treated as such. And I feel like sometimes it, that that gets lost. Um, but I, I will tell you what I always hear is, Hey, this just happened. Can you get it up? So I think that there is the connect that they recognize for the visibility it needs to be up there, but getting into the planning stages and and making sure that it's actually treated in equal respect, I feel like is something we need to share. The other thing is social media is news now. The way we used to do news and the way we used to go to market with large scale advertising campaigns, that doesn't happen very much anymore. Social is, is the news. Like When you're reading something, you'll see tweets embedded literally in the news articles. Um, you know, so we're creating uh, the buzz. We're creating the news and the coverage that we have. And And I would argue it's not just what I'm saying outside of the brand, but Just as important is how we approach media now and making sure that media coverage on social media is also amplified from the brand. So, I would, you know, from my opinion, uh, people trust people more than they trust brands. I mean, this is no one, I don't think anyone can argue with that. But um, let's say, uh, you know, the more we have media, third party people talking about, yeah, Oracle Cloud is amazing. You guys need to check out Oracle that, carries a lot more weight than Lisa, you know, sending something out from the Oracle handle. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, um, you know, we need to be thinking about social holistically too. Not only just what am I sending out from our corporate, per, you know, corporate channels, but also what kind of media are we getting? Are we, you know, are we able to listen for that? Are we, um, you know, getting that out there and amplifying it? Are our employees talking? Do we have a program set up for our employees? to be sharing great news about our our products and who we are Um, are we looking at influencer engagement do we have influencers that we're working with that that can bring their tone and their voice that are amplifying what we're doing so thinking about different components within social media planning now where it's not just a tweet that goes out but I'm thinking about holistically um, you know what what else are we doing are we interacting with people when they ask us questions do i have a response management um you know set up so that i'm listening actively and i'm actually replying to them and getting them the service that they need those are the things that really make a brand um on top of just me getting my strategy out and doing a couple posts a day does that make um, it, it makes so, perfect yeah.
0: sense it makes it makes perfect sense right i i agree with every word you say and i i definitely do think that they're There is a lack of understanding of its power, but people do understand, you know, the reach and it's needed. But I think right from the strategic level, if you will, right, it's, it needs to sit in a more strategic place and in some organizations or in some experiences, right, it may not be there yet.
1: And we need to get our execs active. You know, I still have, and I think this will shift over the next 10 years probably, but I still have execs that are like, no, I don't want to post on my LinkedIn. And it's like, why? I, you know, like, that's where you should, like, let's establish you as a thought leader. You know more about this product than I could ever dream of saying, you know, of of repeating. Share that knowledge. Share what you're hearing, you know, and and what your customers like get, you know, get that word out and let's build you up as a thought leader within the company. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways we can utilize social media to make sure that we're embedding it and building the brand as we go along.
0: I love it. Listen, speaking of social media. Um, I want to stay, stay true to our time of, you know, 30 minute episodes. You've given us so much to think about. So my last question for you, um, right. If you go ahead and you look on LinkedIn at everything you've achieved, where you've worked, what you've been up to, what you're posting, it's incredible, right? What's one thing you can tell us about yourself right now that we cannot find out about on your LinkedIn profile?
1: I am a proud mom of a Special Olympics athlete, and I go all the time to her, uh, so to to her trainings and, um, you know, her competitions, and I have a daughter that I'm super proud of and has a a wall lined with medals, so that's something that probably people wouldn't know.
0: That's incredible. Um, Can I ask what events she competes in?
1: Yeah, so she is uh, a gold medal winner in and has qualified for state multiple wow. times in swimming. So 50 free, 100 free, and 50 back are her three that she competes in. Um, and then basketball is the other one that she's really active in. So, awesome. um, yeah, we are, I'm, I'm proud of her and uh, definitely a, a cheering mom on the sidelines.
0: Not only are you an incredible social media leader, but you're an incredible mother. Um, what an accomplishment. Congratulations to your daughter. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you for getting radically transparent with me. Um, and I, I hope everybody listening in is finding this as meaningful as I did. If anybody wants to reach out or connect with you to speak more about social, where is the best place uh, people can connect?
1: LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm both there, Lisa Marcies, and I don't hide myself, so you can find me. Uh, Would love to chat with anybody who has questions. I'm always around. Amazing. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.